It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Hey, it's Loving the Strange, man. Did I blow out your ears? Yeah, you did. That's my job as your wife, Sean. It's Living the Strange, (laughs) and it's our third episode, and it's officially called Ghost Schoolies and Things That Go Bang in the Night. When I wrote that title, I didn't realize it was sexual because I'm a dork, and I don't get those things because I'm old. I'm an old, uptight lady. Um, But Sean got it right away. Did it say bang or bump? Either way. Oh, it might have been bump. (laughs) I'm not sure, but we're officially supposed to talk about ghosties and ghoulies, Shawnee. That's right. We're still trying to give away our ghost off. Oh, it's Chris Keegan's in the chat, but we're officially what? trying y'all, um, we're officially trying to still give away our ghost doll. We think we had a taker last week, but they never emailed us again And the Ouija it. board, too. And we've got a Ouija board from the haunted house that Sean works at. Yeah. Scary. I don't work at a haunted house. I well, sometimes. I caretake for a property that is haunted. He's you just trying to sound like, sit hoity-toity. You're trying to no, sound hoity-toity about you it. You it sound like I work at a Halloween attraction is what I thought. Oh, <laughs> that would be so cool. That would make you so much sexier, baby. But Dee and Chris are here, so at least we have some people in our live chat, and we want to thank them for being here and making thank us you. feel less lonely. Thank you very much. Hey, Doug. So three people. That's good enough for us, right? Hey, um, Doug. So this episode, we have a cool ghost story from Doug Marshall that Sean's going to read. But we also have um, a couple of our Harbor, our Harbor ghost stories. Sean looks terrifying. I am. Oh, that's because someone in the chat said he was sexy. Um, yeah. He is. He is sexy. Anyways, we're going to calm down for the people who don't get to hear this live. Right, baby? Yeah, and we're that's gonna- right. And we're going to talk about ghosts. Last week, we had a ton of ghost stories, mostly mine, um, which inspired Sean's aunt Liz to say I was cool. So that's awesome. I got, like, at least a little cred in the Sean Kelly Farrar family of love. But in my life, ghost stories have always kind of made me a freak. And I have always been a little bit of a weird child growing up in Bedford, New Hampshire, Um. But to be fair, Bedford, New Hampshire is a very strange place. It's with um, it's where Sarah Silverman came from, and Seth and Josh Myers, and uh, Dean Kamen, who made that like Segway scooter thing, I think. Um, and it's haunted as heck, man. It's a weird, weird little place in New Hampshire. And we live in Bar Harbor, Maine now, and it's a tourist town. So we have at least two competing ghost tour companies. Do we? Um. Yeah. Two? Oh wow! Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. I interviewed for one. I've interviewed for three jobs, and I didn't take the job because I didn't want to pay for the cloak. (laughs) It it was a wonderful business, but they required you to pay for your own cloak because it was, like, part of the branding. And I just was like, I don't want to pay for my own cloak, so therefore I I left. Um, But they are cool because they, like, take you all around the town, both of the tours, and um, talk about ghost stories. But sometimes they miss the best ghost stories of Bar Harbor. which are basically the ones that don't get on the tour. 
So one of the ones, we told the one about our, one of our houses last week, but one of my favorite ghost stories in Bar Harbor is actually, are you ready, Sean K? Because you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I think I do. But I'm I, a- don't, I don't think you do. Okay. All right. So one time um, I was walking my dog, one of our dogs, um, before Sean and I were married, um, down a road called Glen Mary. And, uh, oh, Sean made big eyes. I wish you could all see that. Um, they can't see me? Well, not people on the audio podcast That's who right. are not That's watching right. live. Anyways, so oh, I'm walking. Boo, let me talk. Okay. So did you just call yourself big and sexy? For the people that can't see me, audio podcast, visual description. Okay, anyways, so I'm walking down Glenberry Road, ignoring Sean, who's probably texting me right now at this time in the passing, I'm big and sexy, but I'm ignoring him, and I'm walking my dog, and there's this really creepy feeling, right? I'm looking ahead of myself, and there's this woman just standing in the road, and she's not dressed quite right, but I can't quite figure it out, and she just has this really weird vibe, right? And then she's just kind of gone. And the dog was Scotty at the time. He's dead now, so he's probably a ghost dog, too. And he's, like, freaking out. But, like, I don't really want you to walk forward, Mama, but okay, I guess we will. And then I posted about it on Facebook because Facebook knows all things, right? And all these people from the community, mostly restaurant workers and summer employees, like, who ended up staying in Bar Harbor forever, had all these ghost stories about the woman on Glen Mary Road, who would disappear, but also who would show up at a house on the corner. I'm not going to specify what corner, but it was amazing. <laughs> what, yeah. Dude? Which there's only a couple corners, but it doesn't matter. That's it's really cool, cool that it was yeah. validated. Yeah, it's so weird. But part of what I love about living in a small community and not caring if people think you're weird is that you can post stuff and people will be like instantly like, Oh, I lived in that house and it was totally haunted. Or, oh, yeah, that's the lady on Glen Mary, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's amazing. It's so cool. It is cool. Yeah. And, oh, I was trying to think about who validated. I knew what story you're going to tell, but oh, and I, I can't remember who validated that for you. Well, but, I don't want to call them out right now. No, no, not at all. But they're a longtime Bar Harbor person. Yeah. It was very heavily into the industry and stuff. And then somebody else validated it, too. That's awesome. I know. I keep going back hoping to see her again, but no. You have, a ton, you have a ton of ghost stories. I wish I did too. I think that you scare the ghosts, baby. You're just so big and sexy, like Chris uh, Keegan said, you know. <laughs> they just can't deal with that. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just too big. Too big uh, for the ghosties. Do you want to tell the Doug Marshall story? No. What? No. Huh? I what? want you. <laughs> I want you to look at your phone. <laughs> oh, my phone. Okay. So, anyways. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to tell that story because it's supposed to be anonymous. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. So. Anyways. That's all right. We're going to tell other <laughs> stories that are not from Doug Marshall. Hey, I'll tell a story that's not. We'll tell that story. one in a year or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's a story about how your wife forgot somebody was supposed to be anonymous. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. It's not a ghost story, but it's one that my friend reminded me of last week. 
that was on here. And then we'll go back to your ghost stories. I just didn't want you to get all the airtime. Thank God. So when we were teenagers living down in Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> we lived on Fifth Ave. And right across the street from my friend John Bell, who was here last week, his house was a recreation center and also an elementary school. A large elementary school with a large rec yard. Um, and uh, I can't remember what we were doing, if we were shooting off bottle rockets or if we were creating acid bombs out on the basketball court. Um, because it's two separate incidents. And in one, John John shot a bottle rocket across the street that went in some dude's open window of his car while he was driving by. And then... <laughs> That's acid. really illegal, baby. That's so illegal. That's really, really naughty. Kate's was, on here, and she's going to be a lawyer, and she would have to, like... Well, so she could, she probably knows statute of limitations has probably run out for that. It didn't cause any harm or anything. Okay. Uh, but our acid bombs were just an annoyance to the neighborhood because they were supremely loud. But if we were doing one of those activities, which we did on a regular basis, and uh, all, all of a sudden there was... Because this was unincorporated Fort Lauderdale, so it was covered by the Broward County Sheriff's Department. And all of a sudden, there was Broward County Sheriff cars all over the... Ah, it was acid bombs because we were in the middle of the field. And all of a sudden, there was Sheriff's Department cars, cruisers on every side of the field. And we had nowhere to go. But the back of the school was lined with these big mango trees. So we ran to one of the trees and we climbed up as high as we could. Which was only probably like 20 feet. And then pretty soon we could see all the flashlights and stuff. Oh my gosh. And uh, in the field looking. And and then a few minutes later, one of the sheriff's deputies appeared and he had a canine. So he was doing his search and we were watching and shaking and super scared. We were, we were not adults, just teenagers. And... Uh, Eventually, the dog came right up to the base of the tree with the handler and sniffed around the base of the tree, and and then we were holding their breath, acting like ghosts, <laughs> and they walked off. So we stayed up in that tree for like half the night. I told you it's not a ghost story. Okay, I'm just saying. I just thought it was funny. You're off-brand, man. You're off-brand. <laughs> but we got away with it, and we went home safe and sound. Not in trouble as juveniles. I okay, guess you this thing, that's your thing said the bumps in the night, I guess, like for our yeah, title. Those were some big bumps, too. <laughs> the, the acid bumps. Dude, that's really not, not good. Well, a, we didn't hurt anybody. We used two-liter plastic bottles. so we didn't Don't need... explain how to make them. I won't. Don't. <laughs> don't, just, buddy. I'm don't, just saying. If don't you use glass, say. If you use glass bottles, then you leave glass all over the place. So we didn't do that. I don't think you should have said that. Either. We were appropriately taking caution. It was an acid B-O-M-B. Yeah. Just the word B-O-M-B is not caution. That's like. <laughs> All right. What's your next ghost story, baby? My ghost story is my mama is like right over my shoulder right now going, why did you marry him? Why did you marry him? Bad boy. Bad boy. There, all right. Happy. So my next ghost story is a ghost story that I really want to be true, but I don't think it is. Sadly, I used to be a reporter, and that means I used to actually do things called 
fact checking. I know what the heck is that, right? But there's a story that's in a book um, about spirits on our island. And it's also in a few blog posts. And it's about the fire of 1947. And the fire of 1947 was a huge fire. Sean, do you want to explain about the fire, man? Oh, well. So I don't have to tell the whole story? I you think you can do a better part. idea than I, but it wiped out the majority of of uh, houses, especially especially the large, now non-existent, what they called cottages were really mansions in Bar Harbor. Yeah. It, it, it burned the majority of the town, right? Yeah, it was like, yeah. it started like a kind of like a dump site off the Crooked Road in Bar Harbor in October. Yeah. It was a really dry summer. People like fought it for a week or so. They lost 3,000 acres. And then the wind picked up. And so the fire started all up again. And then it got another 14,000 acres. And then the army came and tried to help, but like, it was not going very well. And so they evacu They started evacuating the downtown area, which is where we live. And like 400 people went, I think, to the ballpark um, right near our house. And then they eventually went to the town pier and three people died in the fire, right? Um, but eventually it ended. Like um, it subsided, quote, according to the Bar Harbor Historical Society, in a rolling ball of flame over Great Head in Acadia National Park. And <laughs> and I think the wind just pushed it in a direction where it burned itself out of fuel eventually. Well, it got to the ocean. Um, yeah, so basically I mean. 17,000 acres burned, right? Like, and 170 houses and 67 summer cottages, which are really mansions, were destroyed and three people died. Um, but the source for this ghost story said that six people died. And then another source for the ghost story said five people died. So it's a, it's a BS ghost story, I guess. But I really, really like it because it's creepy. And so the ghost story is like while they were evacuating people, this guy, I think his name was Willie Chamberlain, that might be wrong, but I think it was Willie Chamberlain. And they got him out of his house with his cat. And he's holding his cat in the back of the truck. But the cat jumps off. Of course, it's a black cat. <laughs> and Willie is distraught. He loves his cat. He can't let his cat go. And the cat's like booking it back towards their house on Forest Ave, right? So Willie, whose name may not be accurate, and I apologize, runs after this cat, right, man? Like, boom, like running after it. And they can't wait for Willie because the fire's right there. And they have to keep everyone, it's like for the greater good. And so the truck goes on and evacuates everyone. And then the fire ends and they find Willie's dead body by the stream of his house, right, on Forest Ave. And right as the first person finds Willie's dead skull with charred out eyes on the side of the stream at Forest Ave, they look up on the opposite bank and there's a black cat. But the black cat of Willie's is not acting like the black cat of Willie's. And it has red demon eyes and it lurches off into the road. I mean, into the forest and they follow it and then it disappears. Was and it that Dude, it was Willie didn't even freaking die in it. Like the whole thing's made up. But it's such oh. a good story. And I was so sad. But if you can't even believe the basic facts of the story, like a guy died going after his cat, um, 
he can't believe that there's a ghost cat from the 1947 fire haunting Glen Mary and Forest Ave and the town proper and Albert Meadow and all the cool places in Bar Harbor. And it makes me sad. I could believe a guy could get burned up, burnt to death going after his cat. Yeah, but I don't think he's listed as one of the three deaths of the... Oh! Yeah. That kind of puts a damper on it, huh? Mm-hmm. And the original source, which I have right here, of the story says that it was six dead. Oh, and it's Willie Cum Cunningham, not Chamberlain. Willie Cunningham. That makes more sense. He was, <clears throat> he was an elderly man, was Willie Cunningham, if he existed. That's spry enough to catch a cat. But spry enough to jump off the back of a truck and catch a cat and die inside of the creek. Yeah, the end. But the ghost of the cat of the cat's cool name is Seawater, which I think is the best cat name, honestly. If we I'm ever get another name. cat, I want to name it Seawater. Really? But yeah, but it's so hard because like you want the ghost stories to be real, but then if you do a little fact checking and you're wondering why the authors of books didn't do some fact checking, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> If you, I can disprove something in two seconds of internet sleuthing, like, why put it in your book and get your book published? It's supposed to, I mean, it's about ghosts, but it's supposed to be nonfiction. It's upsetting to me. It's upsetting. An extraordinary fact checker. <sighs> it's frustrating. I would like to tell everybody listening right now <laughs> that watching what? television with Carrie is a real pain in the butt when it's like, crime stuff and because she'll look it up on the internet and she'll be like that didn't happen that's not how it happened only when it seems like it doesn't happen it's There's only like i'm like that doesn't make sense yeah and then i look it up and it doesn't make sense because it's not true <laughs> and she ruins my happy but that's all right i'd rather know the truth but I don't know. I guess there's a certain joy in ghost stories not being true. Like, I think it makes you, when they're not true, like, it makes you feel safer. You know what I mean? Like, there's that comfort in the fact that the terror isn't real. Unlike, you know, a government's terror is real or, like, right. an abusive family member's terror is real or a really bad, crappy job's terror is real. Like... You know, you're like, oh, I'm scared. But I can get rid of that scared because it's not really impacting my life. And maybe that's part of the reason why people love them. Probably. Why do you like them, Shawnee? Actually, probably just for that reason. Because I've never been in a scenario where I've been, like, scared. Mm -hmm. outside, outside of maybe a, as a kid or a young person. But... You want to you want to believe? I mean, you do or you don't. But personally, I would I want to believe. So I would love to be in the scared scenario. Uh, so you so you hang on to that without fear, basically, until it happens, right? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty much what you just said, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we talked. I think we I shared a Neil Gaiman quote about why people like you know ghost stories. Yeah. And, and there's like a really cool article. Um, I think from oh the Oxford Open Learning site. Um, and it's a blog about and it's by Kath Bates from 2017 about why we like scary stories. And um, it basically very quickly talks about like how human beings seek out. Well, some of us like you know scary haunted house rides and like um like 
horror novels and horror movies and you know we like watch ghost adventures or paranormal what is it paranormal caught on camera or something like that something like that yeah. and, and ghost brothers which was always my favorite um but like basically in there they're like they're part of the reason that you like that fear is because you can be in control of it and like this podcast is about loving the strange right and we've recently all been talking about paranormal things but it doesn't always have to be paranormal but i think that part of it is that we love those scary stories because we can stop reading it it's just on the page you know we can control how much of it we listen to or watch or we can switch it off and shut the book right and our safety is always in our control and that's so much not like real life and um they quote Lou Morgan, who's a young adult novelist, who said, in reading books that frighten us, we have the choice of whether to explore our fears or not. But if we do, we come away knowing that the monsters can be defeated. And I think that's kind of cool. It is. I, <laughs> no, I was thinking the whole, that you're right. I think people really enjoy, you know, fabricated like haunted houses and stuff because they want the fear with this innate safety right. knowing knowing there's no real danger so right because like no you go ahead okay. i'm done okay because like you know like in our lives sean it's really hard to give sean a jump scare it's almost impossible and our daughter tries constantly and for me i jump scare on everything like you can you know sigh and i'll i'll freak out um but um, part of that is like your body is like response, right? Like we're always kind of adrenalinized and like trying to figure out where the danger is. And I think a person like myself with very wimpy ancestors and not the strongest bodies um, probably have a hyper like jump reflex because we're so used to being scared, right? Um, but there's this other aspect of it that if we're programmed to be scared and have that adrenaline, then we also are programmed to look for that adrenaline rush or that high, you know, like the, um, I think in that article, it called it a heightened awareness of all the stimuli, the sights and the sounds and the feelings all around us, you know? Um, and it gets us interested and we feel alive you know like feeling fear and scared and anxiety is so negative but if you can control that the controlling of that's almost addictive i think yeah maybe <laughs> just last night your response to the yeah. fact you remember <laughs> her her heightened response is so heightened that she touched the outside of the crock pot oh gotcha Pulled her finger away so fast and jumped so high. It was like I grabbed her finger, heading towards the water faucet. And she's like, oh, it wasn't hot. I was just being prepared. <laughs> it's really sad. It's so big. I'm positive that it's the only reason my weak butt ancestors, like, survived. is yeah. because our fight or flight is so huge. It's so huge. And I do that about everything. Hey, uh, and Sean doesn't about nothing. So I don't know when, how his ancestors survived. Like, but his she, bro has a pretty big adrenaline addiction response. Like he loves roller coasters and jumping off plants and you know uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, you don't at all. <laughs> That's how I survive. Avoidance. <laughs> 
I don't know what his issue is. <laughs> well, maybe that's why you don't see the ghost genes either. Maybe because you're too busy being avoidant, you know? No. I yes. try to, when I go to the house I caretake for, I try to draw them out. I'm very sweet and nice. Well, maybe you need to be a jerk like the people on Ghost Adventures when they I kind of bro, frat bro down on the ghosts and like yell at them and like, you're not wanted here, you wimp, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe you need to be all like, bro. I don't want to do that yet. <laughs> well, why would I you? I still got to work there. <laughs> but seriously, why would you? Like if ghosts, if ghosts exist and they're like spirits from the past, why do you want to be mean to them? I don't. Yeah. Not at all. I don't need to antagonize them. They'll show my, themselves to me if they want to. I wish they would. <laughs> a little irritated. Anyways, so sorry. I have a pseudo ghost story. Yay! It's 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 not a ghost story, but it's funny and it relates to ghosts. And it takes place. I'm not even gonna say, but it's a lake, and it's a big complex, and it's um, we'll say we'll call it a resort, okay. like a like a summer camp type of resort. And it's so big that it actually has a separate employee rec building where the employees can go and relax and get away from the uh, what are you, campers, we'll say. And this place... Little Hellions? Yeah. Little Hellions? Okay. And this place tends to uh, cater to a lot of Christian or pseudo-Christian groups. And by that, I mean like the YMCA. So <laughs> this particular gentleman met his wife there and they were both counselors not campers and one night after they've been hanging out many 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 times i'm sure they decided they were going to spend a little time together in the rec center <clears throat> and they found it to be abandoned and solely for their exclusive use so they went upstairs where it was a little more comfortable and there's a love seat up there and they didn't bother to turn any lights on because when he was younger, the guy sounds like he was a little bit like me. And uh, so they're on the love seat being friendly and, and <laughs> just making out or whatever. Nothing serious. And they heard a group of kids that they knew were high school kids, probably because that's who the campers were at the time, come in the front door. And they settled down in the downstairs area and they began to have a, a seance and they were calling for uh francis jolly good which is a fantastic name an amazing name <laughs> and they were trying to make francis appear so our two soon-to-be lovers were uh -oh. listening okay. to everything and by soon i don't mean that night sometime in the future um and probably getting a real kick out of it. And the kids are like, Francis, show yourself, show yourself. And they were wandering around the building. And eventually they made their way upstairs. And they said, Francis, where are you? And the gentleman from this party said in a deep voice, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> and you can only imagine what happened to the kids. Uh, apparently they all evacuated that building very rapidly. And the two, what do you call that? Like in the olden days, the two quarters 
Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we had a huge laugh over it and then returned to their previous activities of getting to know each other a little better. No. Yeah. No. I would. I, I wish that could have been me. I would. I would love to have that opportunity. <laughs> You'd have been so mean. That's it's truly. So mean. It's truly a great story. <laughs> it's so cruel. It's super cruel, man. No, it's super awesome. Because number one, the kids weren't even supposed to be in that building because it's for employees only. Well, that's true. Yeah. Very true. They probably weren't supposed to be out at that time of night. Because you know what happens to high schoolers when they go out after dark. They die. They get all weird. They die in a slasher <laughs> movie or else they make acid bombs. Like. That's right. <laughs> hey. What? I said, hey. Hey. All right. So. <laughs> Tell me another ghost story. We've talked about ghost stories that aren't true. We've talked about people using the power of ghost stories for good. We've randomly talked about acid bombs, which I'm still upset about. And um, maybe we should talk. Have you heard about the Elsa doll story? Because seriously, Sean is still trying to get rid of this haunted doll. Um, Did we name it Elsa? No. Oh, but Elsa's you know Elsa. Doll? Yeah, you know Elsa from um, Frozen and oh, whatever yeah, the yeah, sequels yeah. were for Frozen, the Let It Go singing Elsa. I you haven't heard the story? No. Um, before we go, I think we should share this story because okay. it's awesome. Um, so basically, allegedly, this family um, got a Disney's Frozen Elsa doll for Christmas, like in 2013 or something like that. They're a Texas family and made all these headlines, right? Because the doll turned creepy. Like, um, it started, it recited, you know, it's like a normal doll that, like, you push a button near its neck and it recites phrases and sings let it go which is creepy enough honestly already um and for two years allegedly it just talked in english but then around 2015 it started talking in english and spanish right they like didn't do anything on the on the doll it just started talking in both and then um, they like had it for six years i think and they never changed its battery and it would talk like even when it was switched off, which yeah. is creepy. And it creeped them out. So they threw it away in December, like I think 2019, right? And so a few weeks later, they um, are go into their living room and there's a doll on the what? bench. Yeah, the doll's on the bench in their living room, allegedly. I'm gonna stop saying allegedly because I get okay. tired of it. All right, yeah. so it's on this bench in their living room and like their kids are like, we did not put that there. We did not dig it out of the garbage. And like the mom or the dad is like, there's no way in hell our kid is going through the garbage. Our kids are like way too diva for that. And so like, they're like, okay, this is really creepy. And at this point, like Elsa is no longer, um singing or talking in English at all. And she's only talking in Spanish. And one of my favorite details of the story is that they then double bagged Elsa. They didn't <laughs> <laughs> and put her in the very bottom of their garbage. Cause they're like, if one of our kids, like, I don't know if they were like this, but if I was this, I'd be like, my kid is definitely not going to crawl through all that garbage to get to Elsa. Right. You know? And so they go on a trip, they go on vacation, but they get back home and there's Elsa in no the way. backyard of their house. I don't know why she wasn't in the living room this time, but she's in the backyard. And so that time they're like, yeah, we're done. 
we're done with Elsa. And so they mailed her to a friend in Minnesota. And then the friend in Minnesota, I guess, had no sympathy for the haunted Elsa doll and taped her to the back bumper of his truck. And? That's all I know of this Just story. drove around with her? Yeah. You know, we have that three-foot Elsa doll up in our attic still. We do. And I, I really need, I'm kind of afraid of it now, honestly. <laughs> she could, she's big enough to swing a knife. Dude, she's totally big enough to swing a knife. Like, totally big enough. <laughs> I'm going to have some fun with that now. No, you are not. No, you are not. Because my jump scare reflex is so big. I will die if I see that Elsa anywhere in this house now. Like, I will just pass out and die. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, now we know that Sean can get the insurance money on me. And then we'll know the reason why I come back and haunt him. Because he killed How? me with that Elsa doll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know it's true. I would really like somebody to take my doll. Not the Elsa doll. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> why do we have... Someone has asked, Kate has asked, why we have a three-foot Elsa doll. It is not for Sean. And it is not for me. It was for It's for me Eddie. now. That's so for playing cool. with you. I That's mean, so not playing cool. jokes. That's so not cool. You're going to kill me if you do this. You do realize that you're going to at least film it. Like, if you're going to, like. Oh, I will. Okay. We got, we got um, plenty of GoPros. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, ha we have a 12-year-old daughter. And so we've it wasn't been, when she was 12, though. We've so been. No, she's 12 now. We've been through the. That's why she's in the attic. <laughs> we've been through the frozen phase. <laughs> Thank goodness. Nothing against Frozen. Yay, Disney. Buy my books. But, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so there. So, there. So, so what, babe? I don't what know. Do you what, think? I really want to get rid of my doll. Like, I don't want to just get rid of her. I don't, I don't want to throw her in the trash. I want, I want a loving, brave home to take her. I know. All right, uh, there we go, so, right? Oh, no, I'm not the Elsa doll. I can't. <laughs> so Take anyway, so Nancy Stone is at, wants to see a picture of our three-foot Elsa doll, and we will show you one soon, I promise. Um, but so, I think we also need a picture of the other doll, although that the haunted doll in Bar Harbor, but I'm afraid to have its image anywhere near I, I sent you an image of I think she has, all right, so I think the haunted doll has the hots for Sean because he's so sweet and as Chris Keegan said earlier, sexy man. Um, And I'm very worried that if this doll comes into my life, I'm going to get murdered by the doll because of jealousy issues. And it's hard enough we're dealing with real life human women and men and, um, it's, I don't want to have to deal with jealousy issues from a doll. <sighs> You're wrong. But I don't want to bring it to the house. <laughs> Anyways. I just, I just don't want her in my house. <laughs> That's so mean. I hope she doesn't hear this. She's going to have super hurt feelings, babe. I just saw her today, love. Uh, wait, talk was that why you were gone for so long? I sweet-talked her for a little bit, yeah. Oh, man. So... <laughs> So weird. Um, speaking of weird, I think we should leave you with this magical bit. Um, if you're okay with that, Sean K. Although, <laughs> um, like Marshall does say, we all have the hots for Sean. Um, but I think that there's this really great um article on Tango 
about um, why we love weird people. And as you know, I get a little bit socially anxious all the time. <clears throat> Cough. Awkward silence. I'm not um, And for a very long time, I was married to someone who presented as very, very, very normal. And, um, you know, like a pillar of our little small town society. And I had to suppress my weird so it didn't hurt his job. Um, and also because I ran for office a few times. Um, and I guess back then they didn't want your politicians to be weird. But the truth is that you should never suppress your weirdoness, right, Sean? That's right. And this beautiful article on your tango says it so well. And reason number one is they're never boring. And Sean just said this to me last night. He was like, I am surrounded by people who are never boring because... All the ladies in his life, including the doll, we're just, we're not, we're weird, you know? We're weird, and that's okay, you know? The three, live, the three live ladies in my life are all <laughs> beautifully weird. <laughs> and there's something wonderful about people who are weird, and that article expresses it well, too. Um, and that's because that the weirdness keeps you on your toes and it surprises you. And it tires you the hell out sometimes. <laughs> Not you. <sighs> it's mainly thing one and thing two. But there's something really nice about when you're stuck with like, Sean's so very different from me in so many ways. Um, but the fact that he's so different from me helps me learn about who I am. Like in those differences, I get to discover my own personality, if that makes sense. And it also helps me realize that sometimes, you know, you think everybody is very vanilla and, and normal, um, and they're not. And that's beautiful, you know? Like you yeah. don't have to explain away your weirdness when you just accept and love other people that are weird. You shouldn't have to explain away your difference. Anyways. Yeah. Like Kate just said in our chat, um, what I tell my boss all the time is I'm weird and I'm going to be a different brand of a breed of attorney. And that's exactly what you should be. You got to be your own weird. And that's why we love the strange over here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. What, did I, what did I tell you years ago? Sean well, loves this because when you're an author, people take um quotes from your books and they put them up and make google quotes about it um this one from never your... made a book oh it didn't no oh i don't know if i'm thinking the right one then you're not i said your brain is like a circulate no that's definitely that's definitely a quote babe oh it's not the yeah. one i was thinking of but yeah oh, that's okay. the one i was thinking of go ahead what is it what's oh, the name of the group i'm supposed I can't to remember it now no what's the name of the performance group Cirque du Cir Soleil. Yes, I said your brain is like Cirque du Soleil performance. <laughs> and I meant it in the best way possible. I thought it was a little cruel at the time, I, honestly. He, oh, my God, you laugh like crazy. But it, I, I, I laugh at cruel things all the time. All the I was, time. I was going to say the next day he laughs, but <laughs> it, make, it makes life interesting, though. Oh, I think I I stole another quote from Sean for one of my stories, and it was basically like loving you is a full time job or something like that. I don't know if you remember that one. I do. Yeah. I don't. No, I don't remember. Loving you is a full time job. 
<laughs> Which it's, is it's the best cool. job in the world. Mm-hmm, but I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just pretending right now. No, I can't. I would definitely say it if I could remember the whole thing. <laughs> oh, I found it. Loving you is a full-time job. It's a great job. Don't get me wrong. It's the best job in the universe, but it's not always easy. <laughs> there you go. That was a long time ago, baby. I think you basically just said the same thing right now, too. No, I did not. I said, I, so. I, said I love my three strange girls. <laughs> uh, well, we hope that you all, as Cardin says, accept your weirdness and bring out the weirdness in others because the world's better when it's weird. It's better. Love I is can, strange. I can tell you, without a doubt, I've never... Had more fun or been more happy than I am with this Cirque du Soleil wife of mine. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. As, as G says, embrace your weirdness. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you all for hanging out with us. We won't talk about ghosts next week. We'll, no, we'll branch out. We're going to find something, something different. Like making out, on the, making out on the love seat. Eating fried clams. Oh, making out. Tell them what we, no, tell them what, I want oh, people to be my friends still. Tell them I, what you had for dinner, Northern girl. Sean made fr- a fried chicken po' boy. No. Poor boy. You cut out the Oh, muscle. fried chicken liver fr- poor boy. There you go. Po'. Yeah. Fried po'. chicken liver po' boy. I'm from the north, babe. It was I good, wasn't po'. it? It was really good. Your face makes it look like you're lying. No, it was really good. I'm just embarrassed that I love it so much. Oh, you're a southern girl at heart. I'm not Southern, boo. Listen to this voice. Muppet voice. That's got nothing to do with your heart. New Hampshire heart. (laughs) I'd say wicked awesome all the time. (laughs) Wicked killer. That's a wicked killer song right there. That's what you said about dinner. It was wicked killer. It was wicked killer. I can't believe it was so good. Carbs. Thanks for hanging out with us, folks. Thank you so much. And um, thanks for making us feel less lonely and showing up to the live part of the podcast. It uh, makes us really happy. and <laughs> It makes me so happy. I love it. I yeah, love it. Sean's like jazzed for the rest of the night. I can do anything. And he's just like, yay, happy Sean. So that's all because of you. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, we thanks. Lo- we, we love you. Oh, sexy Sean loves you. I said that last week, too. I know. That's why you're sexy, boo. That's my tagline. Love your, <laughs> way th- love your way through it. Love your way through it. And embrace the strange. Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday. Live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>